Hey you guys, Richard Sachs here from Lost Arts Radio. This is a show for May 14th, uh, May 15th, I'm sorry, on uh, Monday. And we're recording it on on the 9th, Tuesday. So the reason for that is that there's a big birthday event for Dr. Cousins, number 80 on this plane in this particular form. And he's going to be going on a tour of uh, traveling in Europe. So we wanted to not miss the shows for you. And this one we're recording for the 15th, and we're going to be talking about uh, relevant things happening in the world that you have to learn how to navigate with respect to the spiritual material that he's been talking about before and how to actually apply that in everyday life. So in order to really look at that, we'll be talking about some pretty interesting and severe events that are going on in the world today and uh, seeing what do you do, how do you understand that, how do you respond how do you incorporate that understanding into your everyday life? So with that in mind, uh, welcome Dr. Cousins and thanks for being here in, in uh, preparation for your event coming up this weekend. Okay, well Richard, thank you. And Doug, thank you for being behind the, the camera, so to speak. So let's start with a prayer because the world needs prayer. And this is about merging the heavens and earth and heart and mind. When we say heart and mind, that, as we talk about today's episode, is part of what's going on. There's a disconnect between heart and mind here. Uh, so the prayer is, Shemim kud kudushabrihu ushinate bi'ilur imulaihad shemimke bivavke bi'idashlam b'shem kuzreel kolam amin. So, we're going to dance for a little bit to get that spiritual joy going. And, and the best time to dance is when things seem hopeless and sad and out of control and, um, and feeling like, what is going on? And that's when we have to regenerate that spiritual joy through the power of, of sacred dance. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to meditate for a few minutes, which helps us remember who we are, the truth of who we are, in, in spite of what the world is teaching us about who we are. And for those who don't have a mantra, this is one that was given to me in, after the, a 21-day water fast in 1995. Yod and then breath, hey and the breath, wa and then breath, hey and the breath. Yod from the base up to the heart, hey out to the heart. Wa from the base to the third eye and hey out to the heart. And you do that with your breath. Inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. So that's the good news. Uh, so we're going to start with that. We'll go in the meditation. And the other thing about meditation is focus on my eyes and let the energy come through to help awaken. And so here we go. And I'm asking everyone to dance together.
Just like four minutes.
Slowly come out of meditation. And we're going to look at something that's kind of, in a way, for me, different than at least my growing up experience. And I was born during World War II, and people kind of saw things a little differently. But this article came out Wednesday, April 19th. 2023, and it's Plainview, uh, uh, Texas, South Elementary School. What what went on? The kids are six years old. I guess some are, I don't have the story exactly correct, uh, but I may be exactly correct. They're bringing pornography to school, uh, and at some point, Two of the boys were forcing this, two of the six-year-old boys were forcing this young six-year-old girl trying under the table and starting to sexually molest her. And she's fighting and struggling. The teacher's sitting there and not doing anything, listening to music to help calm her. And it's like, are, are we are we serious? And that she was sexually assaulted in the sense of that, that they forced her to perform oral sex. And I'm thinking, how can this happen in a classroom with a teacher present? Uh, and, and then when the parents complained about it, they were apparently branded as uh, radicals and the Child Protective Service interviewed their six-year-old daughter uh, without anyone's knowledge, which I don't think is ever appropriate, and, and, well, is appropriate in this situation. They interviewed them, and so there's a whole lot of intimidation. They shut the school down for a few days, blaming it on the parents, uh, you know, coping violent, but there's no evidence that the parents were violent. There's no records of anything like that. But the parents did try to work their way up the system, talking to, you know, the principal and, you know, the teacher apparently has been put on leave. But the point is, how is this being allowed to happen? What is going on that this is happening? How do two six year old boys sexually attack a six year old girl? And we can look at things like pornography. In my book, Conscious Parenting, I have a whole section of pornography, and it does affect people's consciousness. It warps it. And there's more sexual crime and more crime uh, and more violence that gets generated from this. And we're seeing that. And... The, the important thing is we're seeing it as if it's okay. it was okay until the parents started making a big fuss. Thank goodness for parents taking care of their kids. And the, the answer to the state was, well, you really shouldn't take care of your kids. Parents are interfering with our right to do whatever we want. Now, there's something really wrong with this parents are interfering. It's parents' responsibility to protect their kids. This is this – is, this has been for thousands of years. It's parents' responsibility to protect their kids. Your six-year-old girl needs to be protected. Yet the school system, the educational boards are not supporting this. 
And I'm just going to invite Richard in now, and I'm saying, so I'm presenting the problem, and I'm also going to, I'm talking about the solution. So the solution is believing in the obvious truth. For me, the obvious truth is you're a parent. It is your responsibility to take care of your kids. If the school system is not protecting it, if the society is not protecting it, you have to even be stronger in protecting your children. Um, it's just like this is what's happened for thousands of years. There's nothing new about this. The mama bear image protecting. And it's amazing that school teachers are seem to be uh, nullified in terms of their their interest in taking care of the children and in this case the school principal also. It's like what is going on? So this this is have its political consequences, but we're looking at the spiritual consequences. And we as a society need to protect our children. We need actually to protect everybody from I'm going to just say moral, sexual, and physical assault that's going on in the world today. We need to stand up at some level and say, no, this is not acceptable behavior. I don't care if your school librarian puts pornography in the school and kids are reading it and then they're acting it out because that is what happens. That's not acceptable. It's not cool. It's not, you may be woke, but it's not awake. And this is what we're talking about. Richard, I'm curious what you have to say. I'm looking at it, uh, Dr. Cousins, in a historical perspective that throughout history, our known history anyway, back thousands of years, there have been cycles where almost every society, every kind of civilization gets into a phase of child sacrifice and basically saturation with evil where the parents actually take their kids and allow them to be destroyed. And this is a modern version of the same thing, it looks like to me, because we got parents giving their kids up to this kind of thing and and teachers becoming hypnotized into thinking that this is normal. Uh, Mothers bringing their kids to uh, strip shows of drag queens and, you know, all kinds of stuff is happening right now to the kids at the hands of both parents and um, officials in the school. And it's spreading widely throughout, certainly Western societies. I, I saw a, a video, somebody was aware enough to video this interview where in London, I think it was in London, a lady comes over to her neighbor's house and says to the father, why are you always dressing your daughter in pink dresses and pink clothes? And he said she likes it. And, uh, you know, the main point, of course, is that it's not the concern of the neighbor how the father lets the daughter dress. And she's saying, you you should not be so gender specific. You should start letting her have more fluidity and dress in these other clothes and it would be no, more normal. And uh, the neighbor just felt like it was her responsibility to transmit wokeness to this father who wasn't following along. And the people in the school that you're mentioning 
we're, we're seeing the parents as the problem. Actually, it wasn't parents in this case. It was a grandmother, I think, and the extended family. There was some reason. I think it was the aunt or something. Yeah, somebody like that. And um, But the problem is that the guardians or the family was fighting an uphill battle against the whole society being indoctrinated into this hypnotic state where they think it's normal to basically sacrifice the kids into the system. And it's very related to the widespread ad- adoption of uh, abortion as reproductive health. I mean, the mother and the father, or whoever takes over for them, in, in my view, and I don't think this is partisan or religious or anything like that, it's just looking at it for what it is. The, the parents or the guardians have a sacred responsibility, not just the mother, but the father too, from conception on, to guard the child, and actually that it goes on for decades after birth. And we're into a phase of child sacrifice where in Arizona we have a fake governor that the real governor didn't get put into office. And there was a bill that if the baby survives abortion attempts or any other thing and gets born alive, that you can't kill them. You have to protect the newborn baby, and our governor vetoed it. So this is more than just one school. It's a larger situation. Yes. Yeah, so, so go ahead, Rich. Needs to be looked at in our awareness. So in my book, Conscious Parenting, I actually address some of these issues because conscious parenting means you are conscious. You're not awoke. You're awake. We have to be awake. We have to stand up. But it's and what Richard's talking about is child sacrifice. You know, in other societies, at certain times, that was, in a sense, normal. But normal also is you protect your children. More than child sacrifice is the protection of children, uh, and at every phase of their growing up, peace. So yes, you have these demonic. Aspects that are kind of always been there, but they've been a minority there in many, in most cases. Certainly in the last few hundred years, but really in the last few thousands of years, kids, except in idol worship type situations, uh, offering your children the bow, that's not everybody, is, is abnormal. And in, in the ancient times, they were told to, you know, defeat the people doing child sacrifice because it was so so much of an abomination that the people didn't do it, but it was an abomination. So we're moving into abomination times, and there is a role for us to play, which is just to create a moral fiber inside ourselves that doesn't get persuaded to go with the mob and abomination, but actually bring the, the, the canoe back into the center of the river where children and their mental health is respected and honored and valued. And what really is showing up in the school system is that from the, the teacher to the principal and literally on up, mm-hmm. that wasn't happening. 
So we, but we as parents, we as human beings who, who have some sort of spiritual sense of who we are, which is what we're talking about, we call the Ten Speakings, is we have to stand up and say, no, this is really unacceptable. We will not go so low morally, even if our leadership is allowing that to happen. Richie, you going to say something? Yeah, well, you mentioned conscious parenting and being conscious, which is the you know key ingredient to that. That even if you've never, even if you're illiterate, you know you haven't read about morality or anything like that. You shouldn't need to. You know that there's something inside you that if you get back in touch with it, you don't have to look up on your code of ethics and say. Is it okay to have pornography in schools or not? Oh, yeah, number 17 says you can't have pornography. Um, you don't need that. There, there's a, a state that you get back to that's normal where you look at something and you say, no, that's not a good thing, and that's all you have to know. And if your kids are in school, public or private, you know, you, there's a responsibility to be aware of what's going on there and be involved in it. And if it's unacceptable... And if it's one of these schools that are basically sacrificing the kids and ruining their lives by this kind of nonsense going on, then you have to set up some kind of homeschool situation, either yourself or with a group. If everybody's too busy working, the group gets together, carefully hires a teacher, just like they did in the days of the frontier in the early days of the U.S., and watch the teacher's activity and make sure they're in harmony with what you want. Because otherwise, these authorities will take over for you and they're very focused on destroying the next generation, which is not, should not be allowed to happen. So it's a responsibility issue. And that yeah. can't, you can't take responsibility if you're hypnotized and unconscious. I, I'm kind of still in the shock of, you know, it's so different than when I grew up, okay? Yeah. And that it doesn't, it's really hard to get. But I'm looking at my book, which is parenting, and I'll just read from it. Not only is the viewing of pornography linked to depression and social problems, particularly the ability to be in a loving, intimate relationship, which is what's missing in our society now, Watching porn is also strongly linked to violence, which we just see with these two boys and two six-year-old boys and this six-year-old girl and this teacher, female teacher who didn't do anything, is linked to violence towards women and children. Okay? Uh, in his final interview before his execution, the serial killer... Ted Bundy spoke of pornography as the primary influence that led to his numerous acts of murder. And so he issued the following warning. Pornography can reach out and snatch a kid out of any house today. It snatched me out of my home 20, 30 years ago. And I'll tell you, there are lots of other kids playing in the streets around the country who are going to be dead tomorrow and the next day and the next day because other young people are reading the kinds of things and seeing the kinds of things that are available to the media today. 
I think that's a pretty clear statement. Right. So we didn't actually start this uh, session about pornography, but we are saying, where are the teachers' consciousness? Where is the principal's consciousness? Okay. And, you know, to, for them to go against the parents' rights to protect their daughter, this is really an upside down world. And our role, from my point of view, is as moral, ethical, and spiritual beings, is how do we turn this right side up? Because well, what we're talking about is not some new idea. It's very old. Go ahead, Richard. One of the things I wanted to just interject is that I see a connection between the teachers mindlessly going along with this and the superintendents and the school boards and the people who work for CPS and the other agencies going along with this insanity as if it's normal and good. And I see a connection between all of that and how we are learning, so-called learning in school now. Because I remember all the way through school and including so-called higher education aspects in health courses and public public health education and MD school and all that, that people learn by hearing and repeating and obeying. No critical thought. You know, instead of critical thought, there's citation. And you say, a a discussion between very learned academics would be, well, Dr. So-and-so says this, and the other one says, oh, really? Well, that's interesting because Dr. So-and-so says that. And the other one says, okay, well, thanks for the great conversation. You know, they're they're trained to eliminate any critical thought of their own and just say, if the journal, acceptable journal article says it, uh, it's just true. Or if an agency like CDC says something, it's true. Or if the uh, Secretary of Health says kids need pornography by age three to be healthy, it's just true because the authority said it. And, and it comes out of this blind trust of authority. And everybody has taught that. And the authority includes celebrities, uh, news commentators on the mainstream channels, professors, uh, agency heads, sports figures that are saying acceptable things. And it's the opposite of getting in touch with your own internal guidance that everybody has, and it's asleep in most cases. So... We are really talking about a crisis in confidence. A crisis in morality and ethics and in spirituality. But there's a crisis in confidence in the people who are in charge. They're not, I don't consider them authorities. Okay, you know, they are, quote, authorities, but they're not really authorities because they're acting in a way that's aberrant to the last five, six thousand years of human behavior. So when we're looking at that, they, they've lost their authority status. And clearly that's happened throughout the society with the COVID thing and the doctors and the hospitals and all that. Right. But, but our work is to remember who we are, remember the eternal truths, remember we, in our time here on Earth, have choices to make. You can go with the wokeness and let things go into destruction as they are, or go with the awakeness and elevate the consciousness on the planet. You mentioned doctors, too. I did mention doctors. Right in in COVID. 
Yeah, so I just want to bless everybody that we're able to hold this energy and not allow ourselves to be intimidated by the people in power who have the title of authority when they really aren't authorities anymore. And they certainly aren't any sort of moral authority. Yeah, turning it back to Richard. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say a word to those doctors. Um, many of us have been subjected to higher education in this training of blind trust of authority, but you need to shake yourself out of it at some point because you're the one who bears the consequences of your bad actions. It's something called karma, and it's real, and it affects all of us. So if you care about your own future, you don't want to follow along with self-destructive behavior. And so many examples of that during the COVID uh, staged pandemic, one of which was doctors preventing patients from taking safe medications that actually didn't hurt them and would make them healthy again, and actually giving them things they knew would shut down their kidneys and kill them, namely remdesivir and drugs like that. And most of the time they knew it, and they just said, shut off that internal guidance function and said, well, this is hospital protocol. I have to do it. No, you don't. That's, that's called just following orders. And it doesn't take responsibility away from any of us. So just to support what you were saying. Okay, so thank you for listening. And please know you're blessed and empowered to protect your children and protect all those around you to bring everybody back into the morals and ethics and spirituality of the last 6,000 years. Um, so be blessed and be empowered. Aho, amen, om Thank you, Dr. Cousins. Thank you, Richard, and thank you, Doug, behind the scenes. So that's our recorded show for you so that we don't miss any while Dr. Cousins is off on tour, and we're going to do one more uh, for the same reason. And, and the bottom line message with all this horrible stuff that Dr. Cousins and I were talking about is you have built in, because of your connection to your source, a knowledge, if you tune into it, of what is positive and what is negative, what is life-oriented and what is death-oriented, and developing that reconnection is awakening consciousness. It's really words for the same thing. And it comes automatically when you when you turn your attention away from just hypnotic behavior, you know, the obsessive compulsive re repetition of what we've always done or what everybody says has always been done. And saying, wait a minute, it doesn't matter if it's always been done or if it's never been done or if everybody believes it or if nobody believes it. It depends if it feels right internally to you. And if you tune into that, you'll have good guidance that'll really take care of you through life. That's what we mean by consciousness. And who you are radiates to everybody else. So the more you get that reconnection to your source, to God, back, the more effect you're going to have on helping everybody else do the same thing. So, anyway... Thank you for being with us. We really appreciate you very much for letting us be with you for this short time once a week. Look for the next recorded show that's going to take care of Dr. Cousins' final week away. And then hopefully we'll be back live after that. 
Remember, his programs are at drcousins.com and uh, treeoflife.mn.co. And our work is at our work is at lostartsradio.com and the private club meeting that you're welcome to participate in if you want to is planetaryhealingclub.com and um, the whole point is to help all of us help you navigate through living in a completely insane environment so that we can bring it back to where it's supposed to be get through to the end in good shape so have a wonderful week and Thanks again for being here, and we'll see you next time. Take care.